Paul, I am most excited for this episode and this guest today. We've been waiting a long time for the data to flow once again. Yes, I've been trying to get this uh, league mate on the air for quite some time. Um, there's a reason for that. You know, Paul Paul likes to you know, make aggressive moves, go after really strong players. He's like the bull of the league. Um I'm going to grab this episode by the horns and wrestle it to the ground like an angry steer. Exactly. My point exactly. Um, our guest today is more mm-hmm. like a wise owl. You know, uh, he understands the dynasty landscape and, you know, life's landscape. He, he knows how to find these really deep sleepers based on data and numbers. And I am the slithery scumbag snake who wants to steal both of your informative analysis. Well, I'm glad that you're just able to finally admit your ways, Trip. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. My favorite weapon is a tank. I'm going to open up a bank account just for this leak. Eh, don't question my methods. I was riding the market while I was hot. Take my balls, not my pick. <laughs> and of course, by work-life balance, you mean dynasty life balance. I, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around fantasy football, dynasty is life. Ladies and gentlemen, you can take his balls, but not his pick. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Matthew Dataflow Levine, how are you today? Woo! Especially this year, man. I mean, I got I I have, I feel like kid in the candy store. I got picks in every round, <laughs> multiple picks. I've been I've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get into these uh, these deets today, and I really appreciated the uh, you know the animalistic comparisons and analogies you were making there in the intro. Not the people of visual. That's the, the wise owl. The, I bet you did. I'm the, <laughs> and you know what's funny too? I'm like he compared me to a bull, and like two seconds later. I had to like shuffle to mute myself because I knocked over a, a cold brew coffee and like a bowl of shop. Got, got, yeah. got a little excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, like, you know, and I wasn't happy with the comparison, but like I proved Accurate. it immediately. Accurate. It's accuracy. So. I mean, I don't want to be the snake. It's just, it's, it's it, something's my it, dynasty it, lifeline. It, it, Points for it is what it is. It is what it is, Trip. You know, I mean, yeah. Let's let's give uh, the people a little background on Levine, master with numbers, full time accountant, full time dynasty lifer. Um, how a, about the fantasy baseball success this man had recently? Yeah, incredible. Definitely. Uh, yep, yep. Um, a lot of fantasy baseball is going on right now. I mean, I'm in. I'm in. I got eight leagues this year. So um, yeah, it's been, um, <laughs> yeah. You don't make it into the. You don't make it into the real men of genius dynasty league without having some clout. And I think two yeah. top 10 finishes in Roto wires, 24,000 person fantasy baseball contest definitely earns you some clout. There were some previous yeah. championships there as well. So anyway, Mr. Data phone of being, I, I crack a beer to you and, uh, Thank you, man. and we will, uh, we're going to get into some things because you're a numbers guy. I'm a tape guy. And, um, yep. It's always interesting to see how those things match up. So let's let's match some shit up, eh? Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I got my handy dandy spreadsheet in front of me here. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some some rooks. Um, 
I'm not going to say who the names are. I'm going to um, point out <clears throat> some interesting metrics from the college production profile. And I want you guys, you know, based off of your deep off-season um, analysis, understanding Paul, you know, spending hours um, watching watching the film, uh, way too much time on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I want you guys to uh, to guess, and we'll have a little banter about uh, about what we think about these guys. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. Shout out to Vimeo, too, providing a lot of those uh, all, 20, <laughs> all 22 tapes, you know, here and there. Um, prospect Film Room, always helpful. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I like this little uh, game that you're here to play. I'm interested to see how I do uh, with the, the, the tape knowledge and yep. what our thoughts are on uh, particularly the past catchers. I think we um, we've said it many times. The running back yeah. crapshoot here is is just that in a lot of ways, but there is there is some things to get into. Um, yep, everybody pretty much knows my stance on this running back class. Trip has said it a thousand times. They gotta be bolts, man. <laughs> they gotta be, <laughs> be some big old backs. You know, I got no confidence in any of these little guys. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll let you, right, we'll so, let you get into it. Yep, um, I'm gonna start with the receiver here. Um, so this is a guy who in his, his peak yards per game, um, in terms of his seasons. And I like to look at their, their peak year production because I'm a big believer in once you display a skill, you own that skill. And that's Paul's cheating. Paul's cheating already. No comment. Oh, okay. (laughs) Anyways. His peak yards per game. Listen to this snake over here trying, trying to claim cheating before you got, you got all got got to is peak yards per game. Paul's laptop is on the projector, and I see him googling peak yards per game right I'm now. Literally, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally looking at wildfires. I'm just wondering why the entire world is filled with smoke. Anyway, Levine continue. Right. Paul eyes here. What? One twelve was his peak yards per game. Okay. All right, and. To give some context, I mean that is that is in the upper echelon of, of this year's draft class. Can um, we get can we get some other info? That's a that's a little uh, yep. a little sports. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, another metric I like to look at in terms of in terms of efficiency is their their peak year uh, yards per route run. Mm, okay. Uh, um, this guy had a good, very good number. Um, we're at three point zero five. All right, to give some to give some context, you know, our my boy, everyone's boy, JSN, he had a ridiculous four point oh one. Wow, in his peak in his, in, his, in his peak year, um, his only year. So that basically, yeah. Um, and then from a from a target share perspective. This guy was looking at in his in his um, peak year a thirty one percent target share in his team in his college team's offense. Mm, interesting. And All right, la- la- I'll give you one last hint. Okay. One last hint. Not a not a great breakout age. He kind of, he he kind of didn't come into his own until later in his college career. 
Okay. Hmm. So what do we got, boys? Uh, I'm gonna ask if this is. Um, You're gonna ask a question. All right, first? you know what? No, we'll just we'll we'll take a couple shots. Yeah. Come I'm, on. Gonna, I'm gonna go with Cedric Tillman. Good guess. Good guess. <laughs> I was gonna go with the guy the opposite of him, Jalen Hyatt. Ooh, I think that's that's a good guess too. But you're both wrong. Okay. okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. One. Give us some more clues. One more clue. We talking. We talking top end first round. We know it's not JSN. Second round, third round EDP. I'll, I'll give you second second round NFL draft pick. Second round NFL draft pick. Um. All right. Uh, I guess I gotta guess Rasheed Rice. Bing, bing, bing. Very nice. Mm. There's your boy. It's interesting. That was. Uh, yeah. So, th- so was, this guy that was one of my guys in the wide receiver rankings episode that folks were telling me, you know, I got him too uh, too high. So the tape matches the numbers on Mister Rasheed Rice here. What what I really like it about him is I, I I don't think he's ever going to be one of those guys that um, is a pure like you know wide receiver one that is you know dominating the league or anything or, or anything like that. But I do think this guy is a cute, is a friend of his QB. He show he can show an ability to separate the top of the route and actually come back to the ball on his slants, which makes it way easier for his quarterbacks. Even though yeah. you know he's a he doesn't need body type. He doesn't. Too. He he doesn't need to be you know the most precise of route runners with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. But, That's a good um, point. It's a good point. But um. He, I, you know, the opportunity in Kansas City is great, um, and and yeah, I mean, I like this guy. Interesting. So I, here, it's funny that <clears throat> it's funny that you're high what? on him right now because I was high on him, and I still am high on him. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I I was actually watching his tape again today, and there's mm-hmm. there's something about the way he runs like almost with his shoulders pinned back a little. In just his like natural posture in the route, and the big concern, and it goes right in line with everything that you your analysis. The big concern for me is separation, and I went back and I watched particularly the TCU tape, and he the guy was getting no separation, but he still had like seventy nine yards and a touchdown. Um, and you're right with Mahomes, like. It, it, it raises him on the draft board a couple of notches. And, and you got to think, you know, even with a late breakout age, he could possibly develop. But the late breakout age usually equates to a little bit of a lower ceiling. Right. And yeah. so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think you and I are I, probably on the same page there a little bit in that, like, you know, I could see him being like steady number two in Kansas City for a while. Yeah. yeah I mean, I agree. I agree. Like, I don't think um, ceiling yeah, like I, I'm a, I definitely am a big breakout age receiver. So he, he's one of those that kind of uh, goes against what I, I usually like. But you know the the landing spots and you know his his production share. and his target share. The target I mean, share is huge. Yeah, so I. I like him. And one more note on him. Yeah, he was. You're correct, Paul. He wasn't really like shaking the defenders as much. Um, 
I think his skill actually translates better to the NFL than it does to college because I think they play a lot more zone in the NFL, and he has an, a knack for finding that open space. And that also goes along with what you said, Levine, uh, QB-friendly receiver. So I think he's going to find success pretty quickly. And I think, um, you know, obviously Tony is a high ceiling, and Sky Moore is looking like uh, he's got a rough go in front of him. Yeah. Do you want to play yeah. a drop there, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, and it was uh, it was pulled not it. the one I, I I had. You pulled it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul, was... I, I, Paul, out of curiosity, where where did you happen in, in your race that people were giving you um, some pushback on? I had probably too high. I had him at. I actually had him at four. Yeah. Uh, which that's, is too high. That's where he, I, he, he, really. I, I that's mean, where I am. <laughs> I think I wow. think I gotta move. I gotta move. Uh, I think I have to move Zay Flowers ahead of him. At least, listeners, this is a uh, a match made in heaven but, right here. But dude. he's falling. But he's falling for me. Like like I, you know, the separation is worrying me more. The hands do worry me. He's like a big possession guy. And just the fact that I'm an Eagles fan, and I lived through X number of years of watching Andy Reid try to draft receivers, and it just the man just has terrible luck. Just put it out there, <laughs> terrible luck. Maybe it's different in Kansas City. It seems like it is, but yeah, I have I some mean, I have some concerns. And while he started high, he's a little bit of a faller right now. So we'll see in the next week. It's if crazy that, changes, that he gets but. drafted by the Chiefs. And falls down your board, right? It's, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like I know. You got Levine on the data. You got Paul on the tape, and then you got Patrick Mahomes. It's like right. boom, boom, boom. Right. Should be a, a, and then somewhere in there, you have Paul's like weird football gut feelings too. <laughs> just because, yeah. just because, like I do also think there's some other guys in Kansas City that like Justin Ross from uh, Clemson or yeah, Clemson. Uh, he sat all last year. Like, this dude was a talent. And I will say, this class overall, everybody below Quentin Johnston, to me, is, it's a, it feels like a subpar wide receiver class. Just, over, like, especially in the tier three. And tier three last year, more talented than tier three this year, for sure. In my oh, opinion. yeah, definitely. You had some, some guys that I really just, like, there's not a lot of guys that I just think are going to, as wide receivers, are going to come out and be like, great. Although, well, we'll let Levine keep going. But I, I got some I got, I got, I got, some risers, too. You know, it's not all doom and gloom over here. Yeah, I mean, one last thing on Rice is I think a lot of it has to do with, like, what you're looking for with your with your team context, right? Like, your own, yeah. di- your own dynasty team context. Like, I out of this class, I think he's, you know, if, you, if you're looking at these guys in terms of like a graph of production over their career, you know, I I think he probably has a pretty good chance to return some early value, but there's not a whole lot of future upside. Okay. Let's, put it, let's, yeah. let's, let's yeah. put it that way. It's a good way um, to put a, put a stamp on it. All right. So um, give us give us I, I, the next uh, the next go round here. Yeah, so um, – I'm gonna go with with a guy who really had a ton of um, production in, in his college offense. His Tank career, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not bad, 
Um, <laughs> his 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 career reception yards market share on his team is 86 percentile in terms of I mean, and this percentile is looking back to guy like all college receivers like I drafted in like the past like 13 years or so. Wait, say that stat uh, one more time. He's in what percentile for? 86 percent percentile for career receiving yards market gotcha. share of, of his own team okay. gotcha so not not target share but also yards yeah share, right yeah. so it also speaks to his efficiency yeah um oh, okay um um hmm. didn't have a didn't have a great peak yards per game at 90. Okay. All right. Okay. One <laughs> touchdown. Per, one touchdown per game. That's pretty good. That's that's nice to have on your fantasy team. In the low yard per route run, per route run of two point two two. Low yard per route run of two point two two. And a yet. pretty and a pretty average um, average depth of target of. Uh, 10.4 yards. Okay. So somebody that's catching some wide receiver screens here and there and running slants. Ooh. What you got for me? I, I got two players that are jumping out, um, and I'll guess safe flowers with my first guess. That's the guy. Yeah. The wow, guy. that was going to be my guess. No, it wasn't, Paul. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I got to tell you guys. I thought um, you might go a little farther down the, the rankings, though. So well, some I, of those numbers about Zay are surprising, right? Like the one touchdown per game. Well, I feel like that's that's what made me just think it was him. Oh, okay. Um, that and dominating his college offense. That was that was um, huge. Because when you watch Boston College, he was he was the offense. Yep. And he was, and his, it was specifically career market share. And I, I feel like that exactly, guy has exactly. been at Boston College and has been the Boston College offense for like the last half decade. Yeah, yeah I, I I had him in my spreadsheet last year. I thought he was going to come out last year. <laughs> yeah, and he would have been but, and he, he would have been a good player even then. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I, I totally agree with you guys. The the career um, you know, market share um numbers are are what gives it away for him for him i mean he's he's definitely uh towards the top of this class in terms of those um market share numbers but the reason i don't like him that much you know other than the glaring fact of his lack of size and not not like super great athleticism numbers i mean he had a good 40 time but like his vertical and his broad isn't isn't great um and you know like boston college just <laughs> not not very they're not very good yards per target and even with all even with not competing with a lot of talent in boston college not a great breakout age I mean, yeah. um, broke out at 20, 
It broke out at 20, which is a 63%. And that tends to correlate with the athleticism a little bit. Well, it's interesting. So some of the things like just, and And I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even bring up landing spot in, in Baltimore, which is not great, Bob, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, True. true. um, Well, some of the things to think about when you come, when you think about like a guy like that with, you know, those numbers and the size concerns, and the landing spot concerns. So he's actually a before I get too much into it. He's a riser for me. He's actually been somebody that has gone up my draft board that jumped rice, as I mentioned before. And one of the reasons is I keep a really close eye, and I always recommend dynasty players do this on the reports of physical improvement between combine and the start of the season or between the combine and your rookie draft even because the more information you can get about these guys, a lot of times coming off the college season, going right into the combine, believe it or not, even though it's the interview of a lifetime, you do still get a lot of guys who are just beat up from the season. And there's also a major life transition that takes place where they're in a college environment. They're going to class all of a sudden they can spend every waking hour of every day focused on their profession. And so I look at a couple things with Zay flowers that loop in to that concept of here's a guy who has yeah, late breakout age, but led his team played in school, you know, for a, a longer number of years than most guys has that maturity showed mental and physical growth in his game each year. And you're hearing a lot of good things about everything that he's done as far as off-season work already. So, Dynasty, long-term, thinking about a guy that could eventually get you to the top of the mountain, I feel like his ceiling, higher than Rice's. And for that reason, I'm probably more likely to take that shot. As you know, I'm a big size guy. Uh, I think, and maybe yeah, I'm biased because I haven't got a lot of size myself. I don't know, but <laughs> but anyway, that that's my kind of that's why he's rising for me. I, I I get it. I mean, for instance, sounds unenthused. I I thought Rondell Moore had a way better production profile than than Zay Flowers did. Put it out. Uh, put it that way. <laughs> you know um, what, though, gives some perspective. Not from a, from a technical um, standpoint. The route running, the proper steps, the things that translate to the next level. Rondell Moore had that raw athleticism, playmaking ability that just sometimes doesn't translate out of college. They had to generate plays for. You're Rondell. right. You're, you're right. You're right. Zay you're gets right, it on his right. own. Yeah. Um, we yep. s- we started talking you're about right. you know if he had came out last year and i'm curious um where he might you know fall for you if he had come I out last year hold me to this statement so um <laughs> levine I'll, I'll just skip over like the top five from last year the wilson olave london watson Dotson, pickens all those guys uh stop mm-hmm. me stop me when you feel like he slides in here uh jameson williams Traylon burks Wandell Robinson. Wait, hold on. You're going too fast for, there, my, for my there. for my bull brain. Right around Wandell and Romeo Dubs. I was I, I was thinking Wandell, like right like right before Ron, um, Wandell 
and okay. like af- after Jahan Dotson. Yeah, that's always helpful when yeah, you can see agree. what last year's draft pairs to you know where these guys are now, so you can get an overall feel for their where they shake out in dynasty. So, I mean, that's a good. I mean, and just a good overall point. Like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, George Pickens. It's going to be a real I felt so year. much better about all of the. I've been trying to get George Pickens, who was a second round draft pick in a lot of rookie drafts last year. I've been off. I've had a first round pick on the table for him since like the day trip got him. Just because, <laughs> I mean, A, he was one of my guys. But that goes to. There is not. There is not a wide receiver that will be taken in the second round of rookie drafts this year that I would even freaking think of offering a first round pick for. So anyway, yeah, I, I, that's why I'm not trading him to you, Paul. <laughs> God, in chatting through yeah. these two players, I'm I'm liking Rice a, a, a lot more. Um, just hearing both of you speak about these two players, so um, Rice is a riser. With hearing both of you be on the same page as well as the landing spot, so um, yeah, a little little down on Zay after this combo, but um, high on Rice. Can you get high on Rice? I don't know. <laughs> Probably some kind rice somewhere. Spoiled, spoiled rice milk or something. Uh, yeah, well, if you ferment it, it becomes alcohol of some kind. <laughs> um, the, uh, so you go, listen to this guy. Here I am telling him I got rice falling and flowers rising, and he goes the other way. Plus, <laughs> just in general. Well, I just snaked we're information gonna... from you, too. This is what I do. You know, I didn't, I didn't give my two cents, and I just listened to you two Unbe- talk. Unbelievable. I take the info, and then I make my little snake move. Yeah, you know, so. well, I guess we're fermenting the rice, and flour does make dough rise, <laughs> so it all comes together in a weird metaphorical kind of way. Um, and the wise, and the, and the, wise, the wise owl just sits back and <laughs> smiles and laughs. At the, at, at, I, I clearly just run around bumping into things and <laughs> grunting. Levine is <sighs> watching and running the league quietly the from the back. Draft wide receiver. <laughs> um, you guys cool if I pivot to running backs real quick? Please, <laughs> please, <don't laughs> yeah. Get me out of this hell pit that is this wide receiver class. After we just talked about last year's wide receiver class, I feel like I'm just wait. I'm just wasting my time at this point. You're not wrong. Yeah. I got Jonathan Mingo kind of on the come up, so I don't know if you were going to talk about Mingo at all on the pass catching side, but well, um, curious what's driving the come up for him other other than draft capital. Um. I think, well, easy path to targets. You know, if he stands out at all, I think he's going to get shots in his rookie year. Crowded room. Um, yeah. What do you see? What do you see his role? What do you see? What do you see his role as? I guess. Um, I think he could be a solid number two receiver on that team. Um, so more, more of a across the field more guy. More across than the field guy than in the slot. I, I think I like his. He's physical after the catch, man. He's one of those. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He was, and he was definitely a little bit underrated. And I also think that if he does start out like any time on scout team for the Panthers, he's going to have Matt Corral throwing him the ball. Uh, and Here we go. <laughs> I'm just saying the two guys, Matt Corral threw him the ball a lot, so it's like they have some chemistry. That's true. So he may pop in practice early, you know, get a, get get that bump up to the first team. 
and and get a shot, you know? Not that I think Corral's going to be anything. I'm just saying. I'm still holding on to Visca. Visca Chenault. Um, yeah. Even more than Terrence Marshall. <laughs> yeah. I know Levine is, is laughing chart. at me, but Visca hit a lot of markers in his rookie year that usually indicate yeah, no, he did. A capable NFL player, and he's had some hey, rough situations I, I, with Urban Meyer. Best abilities available. I, I was in in redraft. I was drafting the hell out of him in in my flex position. His his second year, so I, he's been I a disappointment. Trip. I know, no lie. Yeah, all right. Now he can move on to running back. Um, yes. <laughs> Hold on, Levine's got something. I want to hear this because I have. Interest in the Carolina Panthers wide receiver room, unfortunately. So I need to sneak information. Uh, yeah, I'm with it. I, knew you guys <laughs> I knew you guys couldn't leave this topic without talking about Mingo. Let's go. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think me and Trip have a little bit of a you know a, a thing for for wide receivers. So, um, but uh, yeah, really. I mean, M- Mingo. I mean, from a production profile standpoint, and like that, I look at he definitely does not grade out too well. I mean. Yes. His his peak yards per game were just at 66. All right? That's not good. Mm. That's not good, guys. They reached um, crazy for him, I felt like. Yeah, I was I was really surprised. Um and he didn't like demand a ton of a ton of targets. I mean, his peak reception yards market share is 28%, you know, not not great lower lower half of the of the draft of the draft class um breakout age very average um targets per game very low for the draft class but at 6.7 not um, a lot of, not a lot of rust in, on the tire in his peak here but i will <laughs> but i will but i will say you know i i do agree with your film assessment there uh there paul I mean, I, I think he, I think he can, he, his physicality. I think he could turn into like a big slot guy in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, part, that's uh, part, uh, that's um, part, part of my, part of my thinking is is NFL level development and physicality transferring because there's some guys who have you know Rondale Moore, great example of it, like all the talent in the world when it comes to athleticism, agility, separation, et cetera. And if he was twice the size he is, he'd be the greatest wide receiver of all time. <laughs> but he's to run just small. Like when you're a certain, once you cross this threshold of size in the NFL and one bear paw can bring you down. Like, the guys with those bear paws are faster than you think, man. You know, like they can catch you and they can ruin you pretty easily. And that even goes for like when it comes to wide receivers, like linebackers, safeties, etc. And it just makes it hard to win. It makes it hard to win one-on-one matchups. It makes it hard to break press coverage. It makes it hard to get out of somebody who's somebody's clutches who's really sticking it to you when you're not getting a PI call for it. So anyway. It's yeah. It's something that I think this guy brings to the table, and I do think he's got kind of a, a opportunity here to grow under you know new coaching staff and guys that know no offense, and you know hopefully with a with a good rookie quarterback that he can work with. Now that's a long term play. Like I'm not drafting him, even though I think he might have a path to opportunity early on. I'm drafting him more for what him and that Panthers offense could develop into. 
Levine, mm. Levine, any inkling of a shot for a Terrace Marshall revival? I think so. I mean, I, like, I, I, I do think so. I think he's still, I think he, I like him, his uh, coming out, like, he was a target. He was a target of mine, and I was pissed when he took him trip. <laughs> um, um, so I, I do think there's there's still there's still talent in there and some opportunities. So I I, I definitely think there's there's a po- there's a possibility. You know what uh, we have here <laughs> between Marshall and Mingo and Visca. An old-fashioned jousting for position. Well done, Paul. It's going to be a mean joust between those guys. Let's not forget about a, a Mr. Always Injured DJ Shark, um, who's also mm. there now. That's mm. what I was saying. This, this wide receiver I room is see, just a, a crowded of mush. Like, not if you do forget about the Always Injured X. <laughs> always Injured Y. Always Injured yeah. Z. Let's, let's, let's talk running backs. Math, I knew you, yeah. Matt, I knew you would like math. that little variant. <laughs> Matt <laughs> is math. <laughs> I literally just called you math. Um, math, tell anyway, us more numbers. I know you, well, I know you liked that that terminology, one me, of, me using one X for one the One of the same. Yeah, one of the same. Um, all right, let's tip it over to the running back. Um, RB's baby. This guy scrimmage yards per game, scrimmage yards per game. All right, ninety-two percentile. Ooh, it's a good percentile. It's a good percentile. One of my favorites. Peak reception yards market share. I love this metric for running backs. What was it again? Give it to us one more time. Peak reception yards market share. Usually gotcha. a, a, thresh, a, a threshold that I, that I like to use for, you know, um, for predicting their future success and receiving ability in the, in the NFL. I, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking for like 10 ish percent. All right. Okay. And this, this guy's at 9.3%. Okay. All right. All right. Um, long, I like, I also like to look at, um, the amount of, long runs they have, you know, like um, breakaway rushing yards, which is usually like, I think it's basically rush rushes that went over 15 yards, basically. Okay. He, he had 24 of those in his peak season, which is, which, um, and another hint for, um, power, power conferences. That was the best number in the class. Devin, yes, <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be. Nope. Damn it! Really? No way. Kendra Miller. Nope. All right, all right, all right. All right. Let's Hold slow on. it down. Step back. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let's run the half. We were court both off. Were on the run the half court offense strip. Uh, <laughs> we're, both on that Devon we're getting crushed. Team. We're getting crushed here. Um, okay, <sighs> so let's let's review the numbers. Receiving back, big plays, <sighs> power conference, big part of his team as well. Yeah, um, big 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 part of his team, and is it tank? Another an, another hint. <laughs> two te- he he transferred in college. He played for two teams. Eric two Gray. Programs. Oh man, Mister Zach Zach Charbonnet. Abbey. No, oh, okay. <laughs> damn. All right, all right, all right. Wow. See, look at that Mr. big back catching the ball. 
I should have just gone with all those all those positive stats. I should have just I should have known it was a big back. Exactly. I mean, and I like I was a little disappointed in the landing spot. Obviously, with Ken Walker with 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 Ken Walker with Ken Walker being there. You and everybody, but like you'll get a discount. but, But they they spent second round draft capital on them. I know, you know, and not a lot of guys like, got got high draft capital with their RB position. This and year. and what, let's let's think about Ken Walker for a second. What are what are what is he not good at? Catching the ball. He's not he's not good at catching the ball, and he's not good at consistently getting you yards. He's a big he's a he's a break he's a big play guy. That's a this, great play. Like, I think this is like, some really. Time for some Dynasty Life Advice, where yes. your questions get answered by a couple of dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Not I, by a couple of dumbasses this time, though. This is good stuff. I, this is the Dynasty Life Advice that people needed. Because I've been saying this. If you're in the back half of the first round, you need to be taking this guy. I, I love this guy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I really like him. You know, sometimes I think we get a little too carried away with landing spots Agreed. in Dynasty. Very much, and agreed. and you just gotta let the talent play out. I mean, that's um, well that and at the running back position, landing spot is so much less important, and both because the frequency of injury, the lack of dependency on a quarterback. You know, it, it's really people never look at the thing that actually does matter the most when it comes to running back landing spot, which is the offensive line. And Seattle's mm-hmm. got a pretty darn good one. So, I mean, I get it, but like, yeah, guys get hurt. Who, who's um question for you guys? Who's a comp you have? A current NFL player comp you have for for Charbonnet? I'd say better like. Samaj P. Ryan. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. I'd say like a, a I, go ahead. I, I I see Kareem Hunt. Wow. I think he's that quick and elusive. Yeah. Okay. I do. He has uh speaking of elusiveness, he had one of the better PFF elusive grades last year. Pro football focus, sorry. Elusive grade. I mean, year. we have been on Zach Charbonnet for yeah. so long. We said last year, last year that this guy was a made a huge mistake going back to college. Yeah, the thing. I mean, that is that is one of like, you know, he is older for the for the running back rookie class. So he's you know he's he lost currently. The he's yeah. I, I think he's like twenty two and a quarter right yeah. now. And you have to you put know? stock in that, so, that position. Yeah, and the other thing um, I'll say about Charbonnet, uh, when having this discussion with you all, um, when Jameer Gibbs got drafted, people just completely forget about the David Montgomery contract, like it doesn't exist. Yeah. But when Charbonnet gets drafted, it's like, oh no, Ken Walker, what a big problem. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely like you said, they get blinded by the landing spot. Uh, so if people are drafting Jameer Gibbs so high, not worried about David Montgomery. You get, you got to apply the same, you know, the, the same thing. Yeah, you got to be, you gotta, yeah, you got to be consistent in your, uh, in your analysis. There. For sure, um, you, you can't cherry pick. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Okay, good, good, good Charbonnet talk. I, I like that. Um, <laughs> Give us one more. How long yeah. it took us to get him? Yeah, that was great. I love yeah. that. That's a good. That's a good sign that he's being, you know, looked past. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, next guy. Uh, another uh, is a guy I, I've had my eyes on for a few years now. Um, had a 91% scrimmage yards percentile. Um, he's he's uh, six foot two ten. Um, his peak reception yard yards market share eight point seven. Not bad, especially given the size. Um, not as much breakaway speed as Charbonnet. Um, he had 16, 15, oh, sorry, 16 rushes over 15 yards. Okay. <clears throat> I got to guess the tank. And you would be correct. Um, nice. yeah, nice. I mean, I, nice guess. I like this guy. Me too. High on the I, tank. I, I, I got to say, like, he, he was uh, – sometimes I, I also look back, you know, just, like, thinking about a player's, like, career arc and story. I mean, he was a – he was one of the high, highest highest touted um, and recruited kids out of high school with with um, with Bijan. You know, like, his talent goes goes back Some, a long time. Yeah, something and, to be said and he's for that. Been, and he's been productive, you know, pretty, pretty consistently. Like, um, I think he might have like fell off a little bit, um, you know, ju- junior to, sen- to senior year, and doesn't have, you know, the greatest forty time or anything like that. Elusive but I think he's got vision. Yeah, exactly. He's got great. He's got very good vision, really good decisiveness on film look strong, you know, just run, just running. Um, not the greatest landing spot, you know, like <laughs> especially Et- for you. Et- Etienne is legit. Um, Et- Etienne is definitely legit. Um, and one thing about Etienne that I, I just got to say, um, you know, like people were, were, um, you know, saying he's not big enough to handle like a RB one workload, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Guess who weighs the same amount as him? Bijan. Correct. Uh, a lot of backs, actually. Two around that that like two fifteen weight is pretty common for successful running backs. I, I never got that undersized thing with him. And yeah, he's like you know elite talent in uh, one of the higher drafted running backs to come out. I worry a lot about Etienne taking taking Bigsby kind of out of the conversation a little bit, but you do need, I feel like tank ended up in a great spot to sort of be the thunder to, to ETN's lightning as far as NFL roles, landing spots go. And for fantasy, it's just going to be frustration. Like that's my big concern. Um, but again, yeah. with running backs, man, all it takes is one injury. ETN has had injuries in the past. So exactly. if you like I mean, the guy, you, take him where his talent tells you. Exactly. Yeah. So Levine, he reminds me of a smaller Le'Veon Bell. Okay. And the way um, he, and the way his vision and his running style look on tape. 
my my highest ceiling comp for him that I have is Demarco Murray. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting. Comp. Um, from a from a more realistic one. <laughs> yeah, a lesser um, Le'Veon Bell, a much lesser Le'Veon Bell. Um, a more realistic one that's still not terrible. Lamar Miller. I'd take that. Lamar Miller. Huh? End of the second, beginning of the third. Yeah, that's yeah where half, he's going. Half decent career from from Lamar. All right, so I want to shift gears a little bit. Talk a little tight ends before we uh, wrap up the whole kitten. Oh, baby. Yes, let's price some more for for me to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I don't think you're an expert to tell you that. Pretty good class for tight ends. In, I um, think so. I'm excited about it as somebody who has a lot of second and third round draft picks, sort of that middle tier. You think they're going to get that? I'm hoping maybe I could land a uh, decent tight end at two, four, three, one. I don't need I don't need one of the top tier guys. You know, I need a developmental. Take a shot on a developmental guy, but like a promising one in a class that's better than the last class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for for we'll me, see. like for me, I really, I really like the big three. You know, um, mm-hmm. between Kincaid. Um, Kincaid, Laporta, and um, Mayor. Mayor. Ma- mayor. The mayor. Not but, the governor. Uh, the mayor. <laughs> Don't sleep on last year's but, class either. Last year's class is on the come up, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, McBride came on a little bit towards the end of the year. You know, as some opportunity op- opened up for him. Chig um, is, is the one I'm thinking. Chig, Chig was good. I, I picked him up in a redraft in a in a redraft league. Yeah. Um, Jelani Woods. Uh, yeah. I mean, where do you like? How do you guys rank the the big three out of, out of curiosity? Oh, it is tough. It it, it really it really is. I was hoping you'd ask because we we haven't done that yet. We don't. We have not ranked tight ends for the people. For me, for me, I actually go Kincaid, Laporta, Mayer. Okay, I, I, Laporta ha- impresses me. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm like with each day, I'm getting closer. Uh, I'm getting closer to putting him ahead of Kincaid, but I, wow, I agree. With, I, I agree with you. I have because he's a bit younger, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I but. When push comes to shove, I was on the clock. I'd probably end up taking Kincaid before him. But um, well, like let, you like have Josh in, in, Allen throwing him the football. It, it it's your deciding factor. I think it has to be. Yeah, but um, you know there there's there's mouth to feed. Dawson Knox then, is and, literally Josh and, Allen's and then also, bestie. Yeah, didn't know that. Um, Good point though. Um, Porter is a monster after the run. Like yeah, you know, he he would be the bull. You know, of the three. Yeah. Kincaid reminds me more of like Zach Ertz in that he can actually like get wide receiver like separation. Yeah, even and more, it, even it, more it, wide receiver. Yeah, Laporta is more of like a Gronk. I would go Kincaid one. Mayor, there's just something about like his ability to do everything correct, above average, above average. Not great well, though. yeah. Um, and his landing spot is. 
I think really good. Um, there's yeah. not, there's not a lot else. There. Honestly, I think all their landing spots are good. All each each one of them, right? I mean, the Lions' yeah, offense Laporte, nothing's too bad. Um, like it's it's to the point to me where I like them all so much. Like I'm willing to take the one that falls. You know, <laughs> you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, um. Yeah. If, if I, yes, if, I do. If I, <laughs> if I, if I, <laughs> says Mister Two Hundred Four. Yeah. So. Um, you think these idiots yeah, are going to take all three of them before Two Hundred Four? No way. I don't know. I you're going to have you're going to have somebody take Richardson in the top seven. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah. the re- the receivers could fall, big time, especially. Yes. You know, the more we're talking about this. <laughs> all right levine give us some give us some data get yeah, the data yeah. the data needs to flow once again uh you want some data on on uh these tight ends um kincaid's my one he's he's my number one the other two are, are two a and b yeah i don't have the tight end data right 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 in front of me but i i, I will i will say um from what from what i recall from look, from looking through it i mean can Kincaid like he he's definitely like the more the more raw one out of them like he's he's one of those tight ends that's like a that's like a transformed like basketball player type right where right. um natural super super natural athletic um uses bot uses body well to you know create separation and make make really difficult catches like I see a lot of Travis Kelsey in him um. Um, Mayor, like I, it, during the draft, I felt so bad for him and his family. I was like, I was like, oh my yeah, god! Like you this always guy, feel this for guy, those this guys, guy, man. Yeah, this guy is having the worst day of his life. Um, but, <laughs> oh, uh, reality, it's, it's be like the best day of his you're life. Like, you're literally getting yeah. drafted in the NFL in the top three rounds. Like it should. It's they, so they, it's so did, messed up how they turn that to be a bad thing for those guys. That I, and, uh, yeah, it's 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 true, man. I felt I felt bad for I just felt bad for him for all the hype that he was that that he was getting. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, to prove. I, but in in terms of pure production, you know, like inconsistent production, uh, he he probably checks out best out of out of out of the three. Yeah. Um. Um. So you know, from pure data analysis perspective, I think he would come up. <laughs> he, he he would come out on top. But um, you know, I mean, let's face it, draft capital is a huge input into any kind of dynasty, you know, um, data analysis, right? So I do, oh, yeah. I, I do, I, I do think that gives, um, you know, that does give Kincaid a, a bit of an edge. And when you're going but, for a tight end, you want to go for he could potentially be one of those top three people. Like it's just yeah, all about yeah, ceiling and di- taking a, di- a shot. A difference, a difference maker. Yeah, um, because tight end, especially in the shallower your league gets, right? Um, it's 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 more important to have those differentiating factors on your team. A lot um, of a lot of. Um heavily weighted tight end leagues out there yeah tight end premium um there's yeah like like one i've seen that more and more these days yeah there's a lot of tight end premium 
premium leagues, like some of the guys I follow play in like super flex plus tight end premium type formats that look kind of cool. Um, I'm just not a believer, you know, just not a believer. Yeah. It's like, it's like why, you know? Yeah. Like why? Yeah. How many teams Um, do you know that field two quarterbacks and, like I get it, I get it that it's meant for like their draft. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I get it that like the the you know the idea behind it is to you know get tight ends more on the wide receiver one like draft like fantasy yeah. draft cap- capital landscape, but like I don't know. I mean, yeah, but give me a break. Even yeah. <laughs> like 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 even in a. Even in like a half PPR, I mean, people are going to take Kelsey like close close to the first round. So do you really do you really need that? I mean, I don't exactly, know. exactly. Um, I'm 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 with um, you, man. I'm 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 there with you. I um I think we uh, are nearing the end of our time here together with us, <laughs> Levine, Mister Dataflow himself, and the audience. I'm happy with the information I was able to snake. I'll be trying to get him back on again very soon, but got some good stuff. This is uh, this is true. We'd like to thank you for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it, boys. It's always a pleasure and a fantastic time. And um, hey, our our draft is Saturday this weekend. Oh yes, let's go. Um, yeah, we'll see you. <laughs> um, see you at five o'clock Saturday, so. June tenth. It is it is a big day for me. I'm gonna be on the clock like every freaking two two minutes. It's gonna be great. <laughs> the audience um, is gonna love you because we will be broadcasting live from the draft as well. Pre-draft sentiments. Nice, beautiful. All right, brother. All right, boys. You have a good night now. All right. Bye bye. World, you have a good night too. <laughs>